You're listening to The Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah Scott. Our guest today is 28 in Dallas, Texas, and she's been married for two years on October 30th. Her and her wife have a beautiful six-month-old baby girl, also named Noah. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Nini. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing really good. How are you? Oh, fantastic. So that's, I'm talking before the show. I think that you chose a really awesome name for your child. But Yes, the perfect name. And I'm sure girl, everyone, Noah. Yeah, I'm sure everyone <laughs> is wondering. So I think it, let's give a, a little bit of background on yourself and also just the journey to have a child in a lesbian relationship. How did that come to be? Yeah. When I was younger, you know, I dated boys and I just never really felt comfortable, I guess you can say. I just, it, we just never clicked. And then as I got older and I started being more comfortable with myself and my sexuality and I realized that I was attracted to women, I was like, okay, this is a whole different ball game. It's a whole different world out there. Back then it wasn't as common as it is today. People were very closeted and a little more closed-minded. As I got older, I just, and I have a very accepting family. So I just just grew into who I am today. And I was actually friends with my wife for about five years before we started dating. We would talk about our current relationships with each other, like our, our current terrible relationships. <laughs> and <laughs> then finally she's like, we, we need a date. And at the time, she dressed more girly and I like girls who dress a little more masculine. <laughs> so it took a minute until she grew into her own and she changed up her style. Then we started dating. And it's actually a funny story. I was bartending in Vegas while we were dating and I came out to Texas to visit her and I just didn't get back on the plane. Like I literally left my whole life, (laughs) just like typical lesbian. Okay, let's move in together. And she didn't make it out the airport. She literally had my ID in her, in her wallet. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't get on the plane. I need my ID. So she circled back around. I was like, I don't want to go. And she's okay, don't. Just stay with me and just started our life. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. And then how many years has it been? I'm going on four now here in Texas. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So walk us through this. There, there's always that interesting thing of, of taking a friend and then escalating it to a, a romantic relationship. I want to hear a story about how that actually happened. What was What were you guys going through? Like, what was the first date like when... What was the first kiss like? So it happened because I was actually with someone who lived in Arizona when we first became friends. And I really thought I was in love with this girl. And she was with someone at the time who they thought they were in love, but they had a lot of issues in their relationship. And the person that I was with didn't feel the same about me that I felt about them. And so it was just like this ongoing thing of like, why are we wasting our time with these people when clearly we're perfect for each other? (laughs) And we just, we had so much in common. And once we ended those relationships and we're willing to give it a try, it just clicked so much better because we were already friends. We already knew so much about each other. It, It was just effortless. Like when we got together, everything just flowed so nicely. 
Mm. My first visit, when I first came to visit her in Texas, I kissed her first because the, the tension was already there. We had been talking for a minute. And I was like, I just want to break the ice. I'm just going to make out with you. Yeah. <laughs> and from there, it was over. Did you have a couple drinks or just you just reached oh, in no. and, and oh, went, no. went for it? it was, yeah, I just went for it. It was. I'm pretty sure I caught off guard, but <laughs> I'm pretty aggressive, which <laughs> is why I prefer girls that were a little more masculine than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to I want to get into the story of why why you decided to go down the path of fertility and how that dynamic played out between the two of you. I think before that, I just want to explore the dynamic of the relationship in general. Would would you say are you closed? Are you closed monogamous? Do you interview oh, yes. others? Okay, so oh great. yes, we're we talked about it a few times. Maybe in the future we might have some fun here and there, but we're definitely in a monogamous relationship. We're very happily married. We're even though it's been long, we are just still the best of friends. Like we say it all the time, like, you're my best friend. It's just so nice to be able to have somebody that you can confide in and help keep you strong and you know which we also would always talk about having children when even before we started dating how much we loved kids and Mm. how we couldn't wait to have kids and she knew she didn't want to carry and I knew that I couldn't wait to carry (laughs) Uh, so when it came time and we really were like okay we really want to go through with this fertility journey and we talked about how did that happen do you did you find a friend you're like dude bro i want your jeans or oh, no. did you at first think? We, and you're like I, you got to shop through the different guys <laughs> at first we were gonna use somebody a known donor that she knew like online but it just got too complicated and we wanted somebody who in the future, if we want to have more kids, it wouldn't be a problem. So we went with an anonymous donor from a cryobank. So mm. then that way it was just, it was just more professional. We knew that everything was background checked and, you know, everything was screened and cleaned. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, and, and then, so what does it look like for, for people that are listening? This is something that not very many people are familiar with. So yeah. what, how did that happen? Like, do, do you get a okay, this guy went to Harvard. He's got... He's- yeah, sort of. They have a whole profile on there that you can look up and see their family health history, their autobiography, their hobbies. Like we have a little keepsake. Since we got pregnant, our daughter can look up her donor information and see if she ever has questions, who did I come from, which we will teach her. You have two mommies, but mm-hmm. you have a donor who helped you come into the world. So she, there will be no confusion there because a lot of people like to say, oh, the dad, no, he's not the dad, he's the donor. But it was a very long process, which we did not think. We bought four vials of sperm and we thought it was going to, that was going to be our four kids basically. <laughs> and it did not go down like that. We had a loss the first time two no's before we got our yes. It was definitely expensive and a long journey, but very worth it. Very worth it. Wow. Yeah. So fourth time was a charm, huh? Yes. Yes. All right. Now I want to get into the, just the dynamic of you in a relationship and Mm -hmm. and what you go through and, and just so that the people listening can either understand what it takes to make a successful relationship mm. and also just understand that everyone has ups and downs along the way. Cause I think that's the real reason why we do this show, right? Is to help people find peace with just where they are in their journey and hopefully find some way to, if they're looking for something better, give yes. them some clues along the way. And I love that because I've been through so many relationships and I feel like 
I always ignored the red flags and ignored my intuition and just tried to make things work when they wouldn't. And my biggest advice to people is just to never settle Mm. that you may think that this is it for you, that you may think because you like this person so much or you want this to work out so bad that this is it, but it's not true. There's no time frame on when, you know, it's supposed to happen. It just does. It, that I believe in fate and serendipity and I'm a hopeless romantic. So I just feel like everybody deserves that person that's going to make them light up. Like I said, they have to be your confidant. They have to be your best friend. They have to support you and uplift you. And yes, there's going to be hard times. Like you said, like it's not always easy, but when you're in love, when you're truly in love, it is effortless. You may argue, have disagreements, but you always come back stronger. All right. So I'm going to challenge you to share a story with us. And this is good. Let's have the story be your biggest struggle with relationships. And this can be like the real raw truth. And just so people can understand like what, what, and from the lesbian relationship perspective, Mm. what would, what was a, a time, a story that you can bring us to that you had a really difficult struggle? Oh, yeah. So I would say that my biggest struggle, especially being a lesbian, was that transition from um, trying to not be with men. I feel like in the beginning, I still would let, you know, sometimes guys' favorite thing to say to a lesbian is, oh, you just haven't found the right guy. So you're like, okay, well, prove it then. You're like, I'm going to give you a chance. And just every time I'm sure that a lot of women who identify as lesbian but have been with a man can attest to having sex with a man and not feeling that connection. And for me, that really was like my last straw when when I was in Vegas and I had a friend, a guy friend, we were very close and he's, let's just try it and see how it feels. Let's just, no strings attached and I ended up stopping him like midway during trying to have sex. Okay, this is just, it's just not for me. I'm sorry. I love you as a friend. But to me, that was like the final straw for me. It was like, okay, you just have to accept that you love women and it's okay. And which I, I never not was okay with it. But I think that was really the time when I knew just stop trying to fight it. It's okay to want to be with women exclusively. You don't, you don't have to identify as anything you just you love women and that's what it is uh, now share a story of of a time when the connection be- between you and your wife was particularly on point and, and maybe if we can get some insights into what she does that really turns you on or just makes you feel connected and secure okay so when we first got together she told me that she thought that i was a nympho because i just couldn't keep my hands off of her. And I literally, (laughs) I feel like pretty much all day, all I wanted to do was just be intimate with her. And I just felt like it was the first time that I was with somebody that made me feel good on the inside and out. And I just feel like with her, she's just very... Oh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like just sensual and caring. It just... It comes across just, you can just feel her love and her energy. And what turns me on the most about her is 
how slow she moves and how passionate she is and how much she listens or how she just already knows what to do. Like when you don't have to say, oh, I like this, I like that. It's just, you can let that person take control. And to me, that's just the best thing ever because it's not just in our sexual life, like in our whole life in general, that's how she is. She just knows what to do. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. There's just an appreciation for the pace of another. I think it's really important. Yes. Yes. All right. As we're working towards wrapping up, it's always good to hear the moments that have shaped you in defining your relationship. And a lot of times we get advice from other people that they'll share a story or they'll share an insight when we're going through a hard time or we're, we're just like, maybe it's a great time. But if we can take us to a time where you got some advice, and this could either be from a relationship book, this could be like from a podcast you were listening to, or just a mentor or a friend who opened their opened your eyes in a way about relationships and dating that this is a good one. I actually suffered from um, depression really bad. I would say like in middle, since middle school and I didn't deal with it until I was in my twenties. Once I became an adult, I, was, I finally was like, you know what? I need to go to therapy. And um, the therapist that I found was very holistic and she was amazing. And she helped me see that the relationship that I needed to work on first was the one with myself she made me realize that I needed to deal with the things that I was going through on the inside before I tried to have a partner. Because she explained to me that when you're in a relationship, a lot of people say that one person's bringing 50% and the other person's bringing 50% to make a hundred. But she said, no, you both need to be bringing a hundred percent to the table. Mm -hmm. You can't come hoping to rely on the other person to give you that other 50%. You have to be whole already yourself and I really thought about that and I was like wow I have been expecting people to fill this hole in me and they can't I have to fix myself first so that was the most beautiful and eye-opening advice that I have ever gotten and really helped shape who I am today absolutely (laughs) yeah it doesn't get any more like real than that yeah super raw it's like you got you show up and you and you bring in 50 percent you're going to resent the other person if they only bring 49%. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really a, a beautiful statement and uh, mm-hmm. wise words to live by. So, yeah. Nini, it's, been, totally it's been a blast having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. Um, Thank just you. As a as way out, any, how do people stay in touch with you if, if they want to follow your journey? Oh, yes. Um, you can find me on Instagram um, at ohmynini. O-H-M-Y-N-E-N-E. And on there, you can also follow our YouTube channel. Uh, The link is on our bio. Fantastic. I'll also link to that in the show notes as well. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. And uh, thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe talk dirty and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure